Hey, everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Today is the third Tuesday of the month, which means it's time for vinegar and spice and everything nice with California balsamics, Thomas Allen. And usually we have local spicery, Nick DeVorn. He's not available this month. He'll be back in March. But please welcome, as we call him, Tommy Balsamic to the show. Hello, Thomas. How are you? Hi, Chef. Good day. And it's always a pleasure to see you. We're having just this wonderful, crappy weather here in California this last couple of uh, days. And finally, we're going to dry out here eventually. But till then, we can cook all day uh, with, with all these fun recipes that we've got today. And one of them, Ethel and I had for lunch. It is wonderful. So, well, you know, we'll that's fun. That song, It Never Rains in California, I don't think that's true. Holy crap. Uh, Southern California is getting dumped on today. Uh, so, you know, hey, you never know what you're going to get. Like, uh, you know, you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> Amazing. So uh, what flavor are we featuring this month? So um, this month is Persian lime. Now, I'm sorry that Nick is not with us today because this is one of his spices. He blends um, the lime, lime spice with pepper uh, on his website. But for our purposes with the balsamic, we asked him just for the lime spice by itself. Now, he calls it Persian lime spice because the way he described it, the limes are grown in Turkey. They are about the size of a ping pong ball, and they're completely ripe. Then they're set out in the sun to dry for an extended period of time. And uh, when the limes are ripe, these um, Persian limes are near black as the fruit. Chef, have you ever seen a black, you know, inside of a I have not. Fruit? Never. So that's what they are. And then he has the limes that are completely dried, whole, uh, imported to his facility in, in Marysville, where he takes the whole limes, skin and all, gives them a good grind down to, you know, to a spice. And because the the fruit is black inside when it's ripe, it's a a, a very dark spice. And so when we're using the uh, Persian lime, then we have to shake the daylights out of it because the spice settles to the bottom, but it's a much darker color uh, than you would think. This is some of the lime here and, and it's super dark down here, but this is our white balsamic vinegar. And this is the Persian lime spice that makes it near dark. So it's that's so, really amazing. It's so good. It's such a good flavor. I've put it in club soda to make like seven up. True, true. Yes, indeed. No, and that works out so well. And the um, the the spice on it uh, is dark, um, but you know when you shake it up really, really well, and you have to turn the bottle upside down and shake it back and forth to get all the spice off of the bottom of the bottle. Because as you know, if it just stays there, the bottom of the bottle is going to be much stronger. And because the actual uh, skin of the lime was still on there, there's a very subtle bitter 
sweetness to it. It's mostly sweet because of the balsamic, but at the very end, a handful of people said, I detect a tiny bit of bitterness. Well, that'd be the the the, the skin of the lime. So I said, that makes perfect sense because it's ground whole. So that, this is uh, one of uh, Nick's uh, many products that we use at uh, California Balsamic. Uh, the Italian, of course, and our uh, jalapeno lime uses that, as well as the pumpkin spice uh, is Nick uh, that we get from Nick. So, and we'll we'll add more flavors from Nick just because we can. Life is good. Thank you. Okay, so today we've got three recipes uh, from some of our favorite um, customers here. Susan and Eileen have uh, donated some of these recipes for us today. And we're going to start off with a, a dish called cowboy caviar. All right. And says this is a large recipe, but it's easy to make and keeps well up to five days in the refrigerator. It can be easily a downsize by omitting the black-eyed peas and cutting back on other ingredients by about one-third if you want to make it a little bit smaller. All right, so the ingredients that we did were two cans that are 14 ounces each of beans rinsed and drained or three cups, cups of cooked beans. One can of black-eyed peas rinsed and drained or one and a half cooked and one can of corn drained uh, or about one and a half cups of fresh or frozen corn. There's one and a half cups of chopped ripe tomatoes or about a 12 ounce can. And you can use grape, cherry or Roma tomatoes, a medium red, orange or yellow bell pepper chopped up, three quarters of a cup of chopped red onion, about a one small red onion, uh, half a cup of chopped cilantro leaves and stems we made the mistake of throwing away the stems when we first started making the cilantro balsamic that was a rookie mistake and uh, one avocado is optional and she used three tablespoons of the persian lime balsamic or more to taste depending on how large your dish is now the directions are super simple in a large serving bowl combine the drained black-eyed peas black beans corn chopped tomatoes, bell pepper, onion, and cilantro. If you'll be including avocado, wait and dice that until you're ready to serve it. Um, and then note says, uh, the photo shows a simple avocado rose, but the avocado is optional. Using diced avocado added just before serving is just fine. And for this particular dish, she said that the jalapeno lime balsamic can be substituted instead of the Persian lime. And for this particular recipe, we did use the jalapeno lime just because she suggested it. And this is what it looks like here. That, That's well, it. Is, your presentation is beautiful. Did you say an avocado rose? That's what, no, she sent us a photograph of the dish. And she said it, it was an avocado that she had uh, sliced up into a rose. And Ethel's going to show you a picture that she sent us that we took off of our website. Can you see that? I see. So it's kind of like a, they almost fan it, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Fanned it out out there. So, um, so that's anyway, that's what she did. And we didn't have the time to make the avocado rose exactly the way she did. But still, that's the dish uh, out there that she sent us. 
And again, uh, thank you, Eileen Mirsky. You are wonderful. We've been using your recipes for months and months, and we'll enjoy making more of your recipes in the future because they are what, what so other good. Recipes, what other recipes from her have you featured? And is she a vegan chef? Maybe she should come on the show. Well, she's one of our customers who I imagine that Eileen, if we look on our website, on the recipe page, we put the uh, person's name uh, associated with every recipe. So I have to believe that she has sent us 10 recipes or more, at least, uh, because she likes to cook and she likes our products. And we like sending her two bottles of balsamic every time she sends us a recipe. And um, and sometimes she'll ask us, what's your flavor next month? I'll make a recipe for it. So uh, that works out really well for her. But um, Eileen and Susan have been sending recipes for many, many months. Thomas, and some, oh, Ethel just chef? said. Say again, Chef? I, I was just, sorry to interrupt. It's hard. I know you can't see me. I'm curious if you know where Cowboy Caviar got its name from. No clue. As a matter of fact, I will I'll send her a message and, and ask her. But um, I imagine we can find that on the internet somewhere. But um, I've heard of Cowboy Caviar, uh, you know, in the past. I just never knew exactly what it was. And this is just her recipe. I imagine you can do many variations of this one for sure. But it would be fun to find out, uh, you know, a little story behind the cav Cowboy Caviar name to it. So... Anywho, that's a good one. Thank you, Eileen. Oh, so Chef, when you're doing your summit in um, in March, there's going to we're uh, one of our page. The little book that we sent has, I think, twenty five recipes in it, and some of Eileen and Susan's recipes are in that one as well. So people can have a look at that because uh, we just fantastic we chose some of our favorites so it worked out really really well so anywho all right next one on the hit parade this is from our wonderful friend susan verrick thank you susan um she actually sent us five recipes for this because she said this is one of my favorite flavors and she gave us five recipes and and we chose uh these two um this is um called Persian Lime Balsamic Spinach and Chickpeas Stew. So that's how, that's the name of it here. And the ingredients are two cans of chickpeas drained and rinsed, an onion finely chopped, three cloves of garlic minced, a can of 14 ounce diced tomatoes, four cups of fresh spinach, a cup of vegetable broth, three tablespoons of lime balsamic, a teaspoon of ground cumin, a teaspoon of smoked paprika, uh, pepper to taste, fresh cilantro for garnish, and optional red pepper flakes for heat, if you like a little kick. So here are the directions. In a large pot, saute the chopped onions and minced garlic in a splash of vegetable broth until the onions and garlic uh, onions are softened. I put the garlic in a little bit later in that because we had a lot of onions in it. So I put the garlic in about three quarters of the way through. I didn't want that to burn. We add the chickpeas, the diced tomatoes with the juice, the ground cumin, smoked paprika, and the pepper to the pot. 
Now, at that point, you can add in the red pepper flakes if you're using them and you stir it up really well. You pour in the vegetable broth and the lime balsamic vinegar, bring the mixture to a simmer and let it cook for about 15 to 20 minutes. Then you add the fresh spinach to the pot and stir until it's wilted. Uh, taste and adjust the seasonings if needed. Once the, once the spinach is cooked, remove the pot from the heat. Serve the lime balsamic chickpea spinach stew hot, garnished with fresh cilantro if desired. I choose not to, since I think cilantro tastes like soap. I'm never putting that in myself, but that's me. Half the world loves it, half the world hates it. That's the way it is. And she put a little note in at the very bottom saying, I actually like to eat it over cooked basmati rice. And I will tell you, Chef, that uh, while we were waiting to come on the air, Ethel and I each had a serving of this bad boy uh, for our lunch. And it was 100% delicious. Um, the rice and the, the piece, the whole thing was absolutely delicious. And we said to ourselves, we're going to make this once a week and have this, have this for dinner at least once a week. And because we'll, it'll stay for uh, uh, well, the, the spinach in it will be wilted on there. But we're going to make it once a week because we both thought it was absolutely delicious. So thank you very, very much, Susan. You've added another recipe that we'll be having ourselves. Yeah, so all is well. Doing, if you keep doing this show and collecting three recipes enough, you're going to have enough for like a real book book. We have 225 recipes uh, right now uh, from our customers because, Chef, I believe this is our 36th recipe i counted them this morning so technically we've been doing this for it for three years for 36 months and we've missed a couple of months but anyway still we've been doing this for three years now and uh it is extraordinary we just love it that we have so many recipes from our customers and we'll get anywhere from two to six recipes from people every month so life's good that's amazing. So that is that is a lot of fun to keep getting recipes. And people said, I've got so many recipes that I do for this flavor, whatever the flavor is. And obviously some flavors are more popular than others. Uh, I know that we still have lavender uh, to do for one of our broadcasts in the near future. I think there's a handful of flavors left and we're thinking what do we do with lavender? Uh, that's because the that's only a... one that I've never resonated with. I don't want to say I dislike it, but it's it's uh, it's different, isn't it? It's in our top two least favorite products. <laughs> oh my god! Which is which is the other one? Oh, uh, probably the organic. Uh, simply because the organic balsamic is so tart, uh, but a it little bit it. of. Uh, yeah. Uh, but a little bit of fun news about that um, is that our friends at True North are going to start using our organic balsamic as their uh, balsamic that they use every day. That's hilarious that your least popular flavor is the one that Dr. Goldhammer wants. 
Dr. Bo, he was so surprised when he realized that there were only 10 calories a tablespoon and his balsamic that he's been using for the last couple of years had 15 calories. And we realized that we can make it 10. And he said, oh, oh, absolutely. We want to do that. And Chef Bravo, he said that if you can make up a couple of other flavors like a organic ginger or organic um, a curry, because uh, both of those flavors are organic uh, with the organic balsamic, um, they're going to use those as well at True North starting this week. So how exciting is well, that? Congratulations. See, I'm a connector of people. I love that this is happening. So you only have a dark organic that's the 10 calorie, nothing in the light, right? That's it. Nothing in the light, no. And I don't expect that they would ever make it in the light uh, because there's so limited amount of grapes in Europe that are organic, uh, they're just, it's a very limited amount uh, that will do that. And, but we said, wonderful, we will start supplying you this week, starting, I believe tomorrow uh, is the day that we'll have it. Cause we'll, we'll get our balsamic down. Uh, Cause we now live only three miles from true North while we're in Santa Rosa now. So we can just pop up there and bring it down and deliver it to them whenever they need it. So super service. It's amazing. Whoever thought all those years ago you would be uh, having your product at True North, you know? I agree. Dr. <laughs> Goldhammer, I, I never thought Dr. Goldhammer would use anything that we uh, that we had. But yeah, he, uh, lo and behold, one, here he's it is. He's the one that coined the term for your product, soda pop vinegars. Well, that's why. That's I'm right. Because they're, I put them in, I make soda pop out of them. So good. That's exactly right. I'd say that my favorite soda pop uh, is the peach. Uh, that I use to make a soda, especially in the summer, to have a little refreshing glass of soda water is the peach balsamic is my, is my favorite. So many of them are good. Grapefruit is good because it tastes like fresca. Yeah, there you are. And I eventually, oh, little Brinley here. Oh, she's putting the huckleberry into her soda because she puts huckleberry on anything. Yeah, that's a good one. And it, so it's kid tested. Even the Even the jalapeno lime is good in club soda. It sounds weird, but it is. So, yeah. Oh, I know. When we were at your place, we did the jalapeno lime uh, for the uh, when when I think the, the when the doctor turned 100 years old. Uh, did we have any of that at that particular one? Yeah, you um, were here once. That was great. So, yeah, you, so you, have one, you have one more recipe. You have a dessert, right? We have we have one more recipe. I'm going to do a real quick little. I need to uh, do a quick little shout out for our our recipe on there. Um, is that? Oh, that's right. Um, is that we're. Um, uh, we have a little, going to continue the story here real quick. Uh, and I want to talk about a nice young man who works for this Patrick. So about nine years ago, when we hired a young man uh, to come and work with us, his name was Andrew. Andrew went to a restaurant for lunch one day and, and Patrick was there and he had gone to school with Patrick. So they just chatted for a few minutes uh, while eating their lunch and Andrew started telling him about where he was working with us at California Balsamic. And Patrick said, well, I'm working at a video store that's going to be closing in the next two months. And he said, well, they're actually looking to hire someone else. So Patrick came in and applied. And because he had good moral morals, he said, I've uh, committed to the store that I'm working at now until they close so I can start with you in two months. And we said, fine, we will wait. And so Patrick came in 
working with us um, and doing what everyone did back then. Start off by going in the kitchen and learning to make all the flavors and pouring the bottles and then going into the cap and labeling room and learning how to put the caps and labels on everything and then learning how to pack orders. Back then we were packing, oh my gosh, so many, four, even five orders a day which of course is next to nothing, but uh, still we were going to uh, 75 to 85 festivals a year back then. So all of our, most of our, uh, our, our income was from all these festivals. And uh, eventually uh, when we started getting a, a website, we learned that Patrick was a tech guy. And so he knew how to work, uh, do the computers, fix them in any way. And with every company needs a young person who's been working uh, with computers most of their lives as a tech person. So we learned that he could help us with all of that. And finally, um, when we started sending him to farmer's markets, and then we sent him to a couple of Bay Area festivals. And at the Walnut Creek Art and Wine Festival, which is in a great big park with a lake around it, its setup day was getting dark. And he said, oh, I better leave here. It's getting dark. And he started, he had his van inside the park and no one else was around. And he actually got lost driving around the lake and uh, realized 20 minutes later, he got locked in to the park. So he had to go and find someone to open the gate to let him out uh, that night. Otherwise, we would have had to spend the night in his van in the park and that would not have been fun at all so uh but years later now this is nine years ago patrick is now our general manager running the business on the day-to-day -day, uh outfit and when we told him that we were moving down to santa rosa the first thing out of his mouth was i want to buy your house because patrick had been house sitting uh staying with our little dog sadie for many many years we would ask him to come over for a weekend, stay with Sadie, and which he loved doing. He was living with his parents. Now he's got a chance to actually uh, be in a house by himself. And he stayed with our, our house many, many times. And he ended up, we sold Patrick our house that he absolutely loves. 30 years old, he's got his place, a house that he's living with, uh, living in and absolutely loving it. So it's been a, a relationship that we're going to enjoy for many, many years to come. So that's yeah. the story about Patrick. Well, good okay. for him. He should come on the show. Where'd you go? Uh, and Patrick, when we were in Ukiah, he came on many times uh, just, no, he would just to uh, you know explain help, something. Helping with the camera, sure. Yes, yes, yes. And so uh, now that we know how to do this much better here with our new uh, iPhone, it's much easier and life is good. I, Ethel said that we're actually going to be going to Brinley's uh, school um, and we're going to do a, a little demo. We're going to have a five minute uh, demo uh, with uh, five or six different kinds of balsamic on a little apple, a little piece of fruit or a spoon. And 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 show the kids uh, what we're what we do, and and Brindley, of course, is just going to feel, you know, to a bunch of five year olds uh, that uh, this balsamic is wonderful because she's uh, had it so often over yeah. the last several months. That's funny. So, I don't know if I ever 
had vinegar when I was five. It's hard to remember. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was not that, what, 30 years ago? It was not that far. <laughs> I wish, I wish. Yeah. 60 <laughs> okay. 60 years ago, I was five. Yeah. So now our final recipe, and this is from Susan here, and it's a Persian lime balsamic chia pudding parfait. And it starts off with a quarter cup of chia seeds, a cup of coconut milk. We use the low-fat canned milk, uh, two tablespoons of the Persian lime balsamic, and uh, you can use uh, one to two tablespoons of maple syrup or date syrup. Uh, for the parfait layers, fresh berries, we use uh, strawberries and raspberries. You can use blueberries if you have them. A granola, and she makes her own, which we're going to talk about. And then some lime garnishes. Now, the granola recipe, three cups of rolled oats, a half a cup of maple syrup or date syrup, a teaspoon of almond extract, a teaspoon of vanilla extract, and optional, add some raisins, coconut, uh, or nuts, or any mixtures, mix-ins that you would like. And the directions are preheat the oven to make the granola at 375. In a bowl, uh, add the mixed oats, the maple syrup, the vanilla, almond extract, spread the mixture out on a parchment-lined baking sheet and bake for 10 minutes, then carefully mix and bake an additional 10 minutes, allowing the granola to cool and store it in an airtight container because it will uh, get uh, crunchy or it will get a little bit uh, stale if you leave it out. And then finally, in, for the directions for the whole thing, in a bowl, whisk together the chia seeds, the coconut milk, the lime balsamic, and the maple syrup or date syrup. Stir well to avoid clumps. Let the chia pudding mixture sit for about 10 minutes, then stir again to prevent clumping. Cover the bowl and refrigerate for at least two hours or overnight until the chia pudding thickens. Once the chia pudding has set, layer it in glasses or jars with fresh berries and granola. Repeat the layers until you reach the top of the glass, finishing with a layer of berries and granola. Garnish with lime slices and refrigerate for another 30 minutes or desired or serve immediately. And these are the two that we did. The first one is our proper bowl here uh, with the thing up there. And then um, you can see this a little bit easier. Same thing. The top layer is the chia seeds with date syrup, which is darker, and the bottom layer is with the maple syrup. So we made both just to see how they would turn out. And of course, add the garnish on there at top. And what a wonderful little dessert that is 100% delicious. so pretty. And you're right. That's the, I don't want to say problem with date syrup, but other people have told me, like, for instance, when I'm using date syrup in cornbread, it, it's not yellow. You would have to use either dates or maple syrup. But I, I don't let that be a deal breaker for me that it is darker because I, I feel like it's just a little bit maybe healthier. But um, but it, I think it looks fine. Darker, don't you? I mean, right. And the agave syrup would be a lighter one, wouldn't it? Um, if you well, decided agave, to use that instead. Agave, actually, there's two kinds of agave, light and dark. So agave can be ah. clear. Yeah, yeah. So that works out wonderfully either way. So agave uh, or date or maple syrup, whichever one you have in your pantry, any of those will work just fine. So those are the recipes of the day, Chef. And it was very, a, very was, pretty. They look very delicious. And so and next month is March. Eat that. 
What, yeah, what's and next, like? next month, uh, the uh, flavor of the day is going to be apricot balsamic. So well, if you have actually, any recipes. That's actually a darker colored one. I, I, I think I have a small it, bottle of that. I don't think I've used yes. that one. The apricot balsamic is a dark one. I just thought of a recipe for it. I just know what it is. I don't want to oh, tell well, you. Maybe I'll submit. No, that, send it to I'll send you two bottles. Oh, because God. as you know, anyone who gets uh, a recipe that is shown on the air, we're going to send them two eight ounce bottles of uh, whatever flavors you want. So we'll be sending both Susan and Eileen their two bottles because of the broadcast today. Thank you both. And uh, so if you want to send in a recipe, send it to orders at californiabalsamic.com. If you have a photo of it, wonderful. But if not, that's okay. We'll take a photo. Uh, two of these recipes we took photos of uh, this morning, and then we'll put them on our website. So if you have a photo, fine. If not, don't worry. We'll, we'll take one for you. And we will send you, when we use your recipe, two eight-ounce bottles of your choice as a thank you gift. So... Uh, please send those in. Let's see, date, uh, Chef, do you have a calendar with you? What's the uh, date for the third date. Tuesday? Yeah, because my birthday is the uh, third Friday, which is March 22nd, 2120. I think it's the 19th, right? St. Patrick. Yep, it's the 19th. 19th. Okay, so we would need recipes in by the 10th uh, or, or thereabouts, 10th of March um, to send that in to us so that we can try them, make them up there, see which ones work. We need a, we need a week or so. Uh, as long as they're in a week beforehand, then they'll be under consideration to use uh, during the broadcast. So that'll work. And uh, so I just had so, a great idea for the use of it, but there's, you can't, can you get fresh apricots this time of year? Probably not because apricots are a summer when dried apricots, no problem, but. Oh, <gasps> And I could use peaches maybe because the peaches. Yes, she can. Okay. I just, I think I have a great idea for this. Oh my gosh. Wonderful chef. We would love a recipe from you. I've got to test it first, but I've never actually submitted to my own show, but you just gave me an idea. And I think I have a tiny, how long do those bottles last? Cause I have, you know, the little tiny sample bottle. I don't think I've used it, but it's been in there for a while. You think it's still good? Probably, but I'll send you another little cute little three ouncer for you to exactly. use uh, that. So we'll we'll send that off to you this afternoon. So don't worry. I have this idea. I have I have this idea, and it's it's more desserty. It could be breakfast or just oh now I'm dying. now I just want to get to the store and go go get something. I'll, I'll have to use peaches for the fruit part, but dried apricots for the other part because peaches are sure. kind of, peaches kind of look like apricots a little bit when you they cut them surely off. do. Yes, they do. You would not be able to tell the difference. Okay, don't call me Shirley. Remember that from the movie Airplane? <laughs> so Airplane. I, I looked up cowboy caviar. It says, why is it called cowboy caviar? The dish got its tongue-in-cheek name when the inventor, Corbett, served it at the Driscoll Hotel in Austin. It is meant to be a funny comparison to true caviar, which is much more expensive and difficult to come by. Way cute. That's a great story. I'm not surprised at all to hear that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, Thomas, this was great. Thank you so much. 
All good, Chef. I look forward to seeing you in March. Absolutely. Oh, you can't come to the potluck you said, though, the one because you had a family commitment. We're having a big no, potluck. Yes, we do. Yeah. Uh, Nick will be there as yep. well. March 24th, if you want to good. join a local meetup group, guys. We get together, big groups, bands. It's amazing. Well, thanks, Thomas. Thanks, Ethel. Thanks, everyone at California Balsamic. And thanks, everyone, for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back tomorrow. As you know, our shows are 3 p.m. all week to make room for the wonderful Truth About Weight Loss Summit. And tomorrow, my guest is Dr. Stefan Esser. He's going to be talking about the hips, your hips. He says, hips don't lie. Take care, everyone. Thanks so much for watching.